Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. Lord, we ask you to bless this hour of power, Lord God, that yes. we have with you, Lord. You've given us ears to hear, eyes to see, Lord, and, and teach us your word. Lord, that you are our master, Raboni, our, our shepherd, Lord, our salvation, Lord. We thank you that we learned so much today. We ask you to continue to bless us as we read your holy scriptures in the Old Testament and New Testament. And Lord, enlighten our eyes, fill our hearts with your love and your instruction, Lord. Thank you for reproof and corrections, Lord, that we may abide by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, May 20th, 1 Samuel 26, 1. Now some men from Zip came to Saul at Gibeah to tell him, David is hiding on the hill of Hakilah, which overlooks Jeshimon. So Saul took 3,000 of Israel's elite troops and went to hunt him down in the wilderness of Zip. Saul camped along the road besides the hill of Hakilah near Jeshimon, where David was hiding. When David learned that Saul had come after him into the wilderness, he sent out spies to verify the report of Saul's arrival. David slipped over to Saul's camp one night to look around. Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of his army, were sleeping inside a ring formed by the slumbering warriors. Who will volunteer to go in there with me? David asked. Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abishai, son of Seruiah, Job's brother. I, I'll go with you, Abishai replied. So David and Abishai went right into Saul's camp and found him asleep with his spear stuck in the ground beside his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying asleep around him. God has surely handed your enemy over to you this time, Abishai whispered to David. Let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't need to strike twice. No, David said, don't kill him, for who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? Surely the Lord will strike Saul down someday, or he will die of old age or in battle. The Lord forbid that I should kill the one he has anointed, but take his spear and that jug of water beside his head, and then let's get out of here. So David took the spear and jug of water, that were near Saul's head. Then he and Abishai got away without anyone seeing them or even waking up because the Lord had put Saul's man into a deep sleep. David climbed the hill opposite the camp until he was at a safe distance. Then he shouted down to the soldiers and to Abner, son of Ner. Wake up, Abner. Who is it, Abner demanded. Well, Abner, you're a great man. Aren't you, David taunted, where and in all Israel is there anyone as mighty? So why haven't you guarded your master, the king, when someone came to kill him? This isn't good at all. I swear by the Lord that you and your men deserve to die because you failed to protect your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around. Where are the king's spear and the jug of water that were beside his head? Saul recognized David's voice and called out, Is that you, my son? And David replied, Yes, my lord, the king. Why are you chasing me? 
What have I done? What is my crime? But now let my Lord, the king, listen to his servant. If the Lord has stirred you up against me, then let him accept my offering. But if this is simply a human scheme, then may those involved be cursed by the Lord. For they have driven me from my home so I can no longer live among the Lord's people. And they have said, Go, worship pagan gods. Must I die in foreign soil, far from the presence of the Lord? Why has the king of Israel come out to search for a single flea? Why does he hunt me down like a partridge on the mountains? Then Saul confessed, I have sinned. Come back home, my son, and I will no longer try to harm you. For you value my life today. I have been a fool and very, very wrong. Here is your spear, O king, David replied. Let one of your young men come over and get it. The Lord gives his own reward for doing good and for being loyal. And I refuse to kill you even when the Lord placed you in my power, for you are the Lord's anointed one. Now may the Lord value my life even as I have valued yours. Today may he rescue me from all my troubles. And Saul said to David, Blessings on you, my son David. You will do many heroic deeds, and you will surely succeed. Then David went away, and Saul returned home. But David kept thinking to himself, Someday Saul is going to get me. The best thing I can do is escape to the Philistines. Then Saul will stop hunting for me in Israelite territory, and I will finally be safe. So David took his 600 men and went over and joined Achish, son of Moach, the king of God. David and his men and their families settled there with Achish at God. David brought his two wives along with him, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, Nabal's widow from Carmel. Word soon reached Saul that David had fled to God, so he stopped hunting for him. One day David said to Achish, it is, If it's all right with you, we would rather live in one of the country towns instead of here in the royal city. So Achish gave him the town of Siklag, which still belongs to the kings of Judah to this day. And they lived there among the Philistines for a year and four months. David and his men spent their time raiding the Geshurites, the Gersites, and the Amalekites, people who had lived near Shur toward the land of Egypt. Since ancient times, David did not leave one person alive in the village. He attacked, he took the sheep, goats, cattle, donkeys, camel, and clothing before returning home to see King Achish. Where did you make your raid today? Achish would ask. And David would reply, against the south of Judah, the Jerihamelites, and the Canaanites. No one was left alive to come to God and tell where he had really been. This happened again and again while he was living among the Philistines. Achish believed David and thought to himself, by now the people of Israel must hate him bitterly. Now he will have to stay here and serve me forever. 28 verse 1. About this time the Philistines mustered their armies for another war with Israel. King Achish told David, You and your men will be expected to join me in battle. Very well, David agreed. Now you will see for yourself what we can do. 
Then Achish told David, I will make you my personal bodyguard for life. Meanwhile, Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah in home, his hometown. And Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consulted the spirits of the dead. The Philistines set up their camp at Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel at Camp Gilboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic with fear. He asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him, either by dreams or by sacred laws or by the prophets. Saul then turned to his advisors, Find a woman who is a medium so I can go ask her what to do. His advisors replied, There is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing instead of his royal robes. Then he went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his men. <clears throat> I have to talk to a man who has died, he said. Will you call help his spirit for me? Are you trying to get me killed, the woman demanded. You know that Saul has outlawed all the mediums and all who consult the spirits of the dead. Why are you setting a trap for me? But Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised that surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. Finally, the woman said, Well, whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel, Saul replied. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, You deceived me. You are Saul. Don't be afraid, the king told her. What do you see? I see a God coming up out of the earth, she said. What does he look like, Saul asked. He is an old man wrapped in a robe, she replied. Saul realized it was Samuel, and he fell to the ground before him. Why have you disturbed me by calling me back, Samuel asked Saul. <clears throat> because I am in deep trouble, Saul replied. The Philistines are at war with me, and God has left me and won't reply by the prophets or dreams. So I call for you to tell me what to do. But Samuel replied, Why ask me, since the Lord has left you, and has become your enemy. The Lord has done just as he said he would do. He has torn the kingdom from, your, from you and given it to your rival David. The Lord has done this to you today because you refuse to carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites. What's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow, and you and your sons will be here with me the Lord will bring down the entire army of Israel in defeat. Saul fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright because of Samuel's words. He was also faint with hunger, for he had eaten nothing all day and all night. When the woman saw how distraught he was, she said, Sir, I obey your command at the risk of my life. Now do what I say, and let me give you a little something to eat, so you can regain your strength for the trip back. <clears throat> but Saul refused to eat anything. Then his advisors joined the woman in urging him to eat. So he finally yielded and got up from the ground and sat on the couch. The woman had been fanning a calf, so she hurried out and killed it. She took some flour, kneaded it into dough, and baked unleavened bread. She brought the meal to Saul and his advisors, and they ate it. Then they went out into the night. It's interesting. The whole thing is extremely interesting. 
You know, this is not uh, chronologically. Chronologically. Uh, you know, this is another time. And then one of the things indicates that Saul is an alcoholic. These are the, uh, you know, because David said that, you know, I better move away from here because he's going to come at me again. Yeah. And even though Saul repented, you know, that's the second, third time he's done that. Yeah. And, uh, because that's, uh, you know, he forgets. He's just a, he's just an alcoholic. Yeah. And, um, and David's pretty, you know, he says, I'm not going to touch the Lord. So who the Lord is anointed, I'm not going to kill him. You know, this is like the second time. I think we read that even yesterday when mm -hmm. they were in the cave. Um. And then the Lord is the one who put them into a deep sleep. He would yeah, take the spear and the water. And he could have killed them there, but he said, I'm not going to touch the Lord. What the Lord is anointed, I will not touch. And I like over here in 22, and um, let's see, is it 22 and 26? 22 maybe, or 26, 22. It says, uh, The Lord gives his own reward for doing good and for being loyal, and I refuse to kill you even when the Lord placed you in my power, for you are the Lord's anointed one. So the Lord rewards when you make the right choices. Beautiful, wonderful. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, that, that stands for anything in ourselves. We, we think, like, for instance, um, buying a car or giving somebody money so they can eat but they just they have the same problems over and over again or you, know, or you buy the car and it's not the lord's will the lord's will is just for us to wait at the you know when we know deep down in our in our mm -hmm. gut you know it's a good deal you know it's from the lord and i've been there as opposed to head knowledge mm -hmm. and doing you know being loyal to what God's will is and knowing deep down our God, like two dreams. He said, Saul was saying, he hasn't communicated me through, yeah. the, through the dreams. I thought we read that in the last chapter. The normal. Well, the beginning chapter. Remember? That's uh -huh. the second time that the Lord didn't reply to him. He wasn't replying to him after he did disobey him when he didn't take care of the Amalekites. In the beginning, it says the Lord didn't reply to him. He wasn't replying to him. He lost, he was cut off from the pipeline to the Lord. He was yeah, and then you brought a wonderful point, you know, that, that when he was anointed, he was anointed forever. The presence of God had, mm -hmm. and it, it didn't leave him. Right. The anointing didn't leave him. Apparently, uh, David saw it, even had David had, uh, God had pulled away from him. He still was God's chosen. He, you know, he considered him. So, David <clears throat> did the right choices, huh? So, you know, I guess one of the things is here's this man trying to kill David. You know, here's Saul trying to kill David, hunting him down, you know. And David knows he wants to, you know, he hates him and he wants, he's jealous of him and he wants to kill him. But, you know, and I think that we all experience that kind of sometimes at one point in our life with somebody who can't stand us or and they they know how to how to get under our skin and 
you know, our job is to not allow that person to, mm-hmm. you know, to just do the right thing, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, when you do the right thing and you pray for that person, um, then the, it's a reward, you know. But um, Amen. <clears throat> you know, you're, you're doing the right thing, what God would expect you to do in that situation, even though you're being persecuted. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, in, whether it's a person in AA or my, your family members or whatever, you know, you just have to learn to, to take the high road. Amen. To make the, the uh, <clears throat> you know, in the light of the scriptures to make the proper decision. Mm-hmm. But it seems like uh, the, the, our strongest moral decisions, it says right here, are the ones we make before a tempting situation strikes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could be speeding, it could be a, a cheating in our taxes, it could be, a, you know, a messing around with imaginations, you know. Uh, you know, we're always being, there's always a moral decision before a tempting situation strikes, so we must, or, or, or even a problem, you know, our moral decision would be to complain and fester mm-hmm. or to give him praise and thanksgiving mm-hmm. and one of the moral decisions that we do we we in Romans 1 I think it was 21 you said mm-hmm. it says that they, they, their sin was they not didn't honor God didn't glorified God. him and gave him thanks three right, things right three things yeah okay so when we make a decision to to honor God we give thanks for a fender bender yeah. Uh, we give, we glorify Him and His Word as the glory that Jesus are. You are glorifying Jesus that He is our jubilant, Amen. all provider and everything on the table, and we thank Him. We go over with thanksgiving because uh, remember God was mad at the Israelites in the desert because they did not ask for His right. counsel, for the counsel of the Lord, and when Saul went to that lady. You know, she was asking for counsel through her. And, you know, when we have the Lord, and that's one thing that Alcoholic Anonymous, the program, emphasizes, to get the Lord's counsel mm-hmm. minute by minute. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that he was the one that banned from the land all the mediums and those who consulted. He was first had a ban on them. Um and then he went back in ordinary clothes, disguised, you know, without the royal robes, you know. But she knew that he, there was a decree out there or whatever that said, you know, they were banned. Um, well, she recognized him when she saw Saul and then her eyes were open. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, she screamed, you deceived me, you're Saul. Uh-huh. She saw into his spirit too, or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's amazing, he said, well, the spirit would... He goes, what does he look like? He sees a God coming up out of the earth. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a little G, she said. Mm-hmm. He's an old man wrapped in a robe, she replied. And I remember seeing an old man wrapped in a robe uh, one night in uh, Echo Park area. Mm-hmm. That The next morning, Chewy had an epileptic attack. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, and we couldn't. He was like turning blue. He couldn't breathe or something. And what we believe is there was a spirit, uh, uh, you know, 
I looked, Eva said she saw him too. I looked down the hall and I saw something like a monk jumping like this, mm -hmm. you know, maybe about four, four feet, five feet tall. I was about maybe 10 or 12, 11, maybe mm -hmm. about that time. And he was jumping, like going through the hall. I looked down there and Emma said she saw it too when she got under the covers and, and started praying. And I didn't think anything of it, you know. I just, I saw it, and it had a, a monk covering and, over the and head. And he how tall? Hmm? How tall was he? Was, he? She was short, like an kid imp. size. Like an imp. Like about a four feet, four something. Uh -huh. And um, the next day, I remember all everybody yelling. We pulled Chewy, my mama pulled Chewy out into the fresh air, and they kept hitting him and trying to wake him up. You know, he couldn't, he was just like, hadn't been breathing for a while. Uh -huh. He was like blue. And I, I think they did call the paramedics, and that happened twice. Happened another time with him. Mm. And but he truly was always, uh, you know, he was always taking the the adventurous road and mm -hmm. something. You know, he was just of a different temperament than all of us. Yeah. He get ticked really easy and start breaking things. <laughs> mm. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's amazing to see that the woman had to kill the calf, roast it. You know, it must have took a couple of hours. Needed dough, bake, unleavened bread. She must have had some servants or something, you know, to do so much so quickly. You know, you, you talk about, I ask you, Anna, give me some land. You got to go kill the, mm -hmm. anyway, that's neither yeah. here nor there. Uh, where does it say that Saul, or she recognized it was Saul? Right here on 14. Um, it says, what is Saul asked, he's an old man wrapped in rope. She replied, Saul recognized it was Samuel. So it was Saul who recognized. No, uh, up here, when she screamed, I think tw uh, 13, 12, 12. Okay. Okay, yes, got it. Okay, perfect. Okay, go ahead and read John 11, verse 1, okay, please. We're here. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. This is Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on <coughs> the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick, so the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling them, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going to go there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But now I go and will wake him. I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was sleeping, but Jesus meant he had died. Simply sleeping. And simply sleeping. But Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. 
And for your sakes, I'm glad. I wasn't there for now. You will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I, ask, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I'm the resurrection and life. I am. I am the resurrection and life. The life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Ever. Do you believe? Uh, do you do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord. She told him, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him. And he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see me. Then Jesus wept. Come and see. Come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across the entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside, and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. Hallelujah. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in headcloth. Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. But some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. 
Then the leading priests and Pharisees called the high council together. What are we going to do? They asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Then the Roman army will come and destroy both the, our temple and our nation. Caiaphas. Caiaphas, who was the high priest at the time, said, You don't know what you're talking about. You don't realize that it's better for you that one man should die for the people than the whole nation be destroyed. He did not say this on his own. A high priest at the time, he was led to prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation, and not only for that nation, but to bring together and unite all the children of God scattered around the world. So from that time on, the Jewish leaders began to plot Jesus' death. As a result, Jesus stopped his public ministry among the people and left Jerusalem. He went to a place near the wilderness to the village of Ephraim and stayed there with his disciples. Amen. Anything? Amen. Yeah. It's, um, so he told him, playing Lazarus is dead for your sake. I like the way it says that, uh, you will really believe. And it's evident that, uh, Thomas did not believe because Jesus already knew those ones that were not plural, that were not going to believe in him, you know, including, um, a few other ones. Then Martha on 21, Martha said, to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. And she said, but even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. So that was like a point blank that that he can't be raised again. Whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. There he is. He gives her the thing. She asked a question, and he gave her the answer. Your brother will rise again. She go whatever you ask, you know. With that, she should have had faith in that, yeah. in that statement. Then Martha mm-hmm. goes back again, and and it just is amazing to me how well theological and how well they know their what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Mm-hmm. They knew, they yeah. knew the scripture. You know, they they knew, you know, they knew everything that's in Revelations, and Revelation hasn't even been written, so to speak. You know. Jesus told her, so so Jesus was there for three and a half years, mm-hmm. walking around. Mm-hmm. I mean, he taught a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. three and a half years is a long time mm-hmm. to be with 12 men. I mean, I went on a mission trip, and there were six of us, mm-hmm. and we went for two weeks. And I'm telling you, we, we broke bread in the morning. Mm-hmm. We got people saved. Mm-hmm. We, we snuck Bibles in. But to be together for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, he, t- what I'm saying is, he taught. He, he taught a lot. He was uh, in many synagogues, many people's homes, and he probably stayed with Martha and her brother Lazarus many, many times. And I like where it says the Holy Spirit just told me where I, I like where it says that that. He did. He died so he can he can gather many of God's children around the world mm-hmm. in '52. Amen. Not only for the nation, but to bring together. And and it's interesting that he calls them God's children because Jesus had not. He gave them the right to become the children of God. 
In other words, they were already, um, by praying to God honestly, they became children of God, and they were already uh, scattered around the world. You know, so there was people saved in Africa and Russia, all over the place. And he was going, how was he going to unite them? How? Well, he said he began to prophesy. Okay, well, you're not, you're not tracking with me yet, right down here. Mm-hmm. How, how is he going to unite? He's going to unite them because he is the body, because he's going to the body of Christ. You know, once he goes on the cross and he raised from the dead, then the body of Christ is... Enlighten. Our love spills over. We start loving each other more because now it's written in our hearts from Jeremiah. But Caiaphas was not the only one that prophesied. The Old Testament was prophesying. Yeah, and everything yeah but it's like interesting that. that he prophesied it at this time in front of these Pharisees, right? Because they're saying if we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Mm-hmm. Then the Roman army will come and destroy them in the nation. But it says Caiaphas, who was a high priest at that time, said, You don't know what you're talking about. You don't realize it's better that the one man should die for the people than the whole nation be destroyed. And he said he did not say this on his own as high priest at that time. He was led to prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation. It's interesting because I was waiting for the scriptures to, to say he was led by the Holy Spirit. But it says it's not, it was not led by the Holy but He was led to prophesy probably through God. Yeah. So it really it sounds like God revealed that to him and he just took over his vocals and began to speak. One of the things that I thought was... Um, but over here, too, in uh, 16, 11, 16, it says, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go, too, and die with Jesus. Remember, Peter mm-hmm. said he was willing to die for Jesus, remember? So I'm surprised he said that since he was the doubting Thomas, right? Yeah. But so because over here it was You're saying... You're surprised he said that? Yeah, because he said, let's go die with Jesus. So, um, wait a minute. Well, he was, uh, you know, right before them, he said that you may really believe. Right. So that's what he was trying to do. He's trying to get them to anchor them in belief that he was God. He was God. But that, that was a negative statement. That's a pessimistic oh, negative exactly. statement yeah. from okay. a person. Because if he was going to be stoned, he's like, well, let's go with him to die. And, and it's interesting. It says all of Judea. And then when he goes, the town is not called Judea. The town is called Bethany. Bethany. Mm-hmm. So Judea must be the state or the providence that includes Jerusalem. And uh, you see, all in Judea, everybody wants to kill you, right? They wanted to stone you in, in Judea, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, maybe I'm just thinking that Peter had also said, I'm willing to go die with you. I was just surprised that Thomas... That's the first time I saw that, too. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time I saw it, it, just in my mind that popped in. But um, going over to... Um, he, You know, Jesus said, it's good that I wasn't here. You know, I like what he said. It's, I'm glad that I wasn't here. Um lost my my place on that but um anyway um this part where um 
When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. And then later on in verse 38, it says Jesus was still angry. So that's like the first time that I see that in the word that Jesus had anger. Because even though he took the money tables and he
with the body of Christ, Lord God, that we are we we are the children of God, and therefore we command sickness and disease to leave this person's body. We command poverty and lack to leave this person's body. We command the Holy Ghost to take over this body. We command this person to to live for you, to be alive in Christ Jesus. Um, one of the things here, it says, um, oh, I like it a lot when he says that in verse 40, 41. Um, so they rolled the stone aside, and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. And it says, you always hear me. But I said it aloud for the sake of the people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. So he's giving, he's going to the Father who, you know, he only does what the Father says, but he's putting it's, it It's down. interesting, like we, t we, we heard the teaching of uh, Fred Price yeah. earlier, mm -hmm. and he says that uh, Jesus was commanding something, and then he also revealed to us just what you said. That he spent time in his closet asking the Father. Uh -huh. You know, he already asked him yeah. and the Father already already told him. Yeah. So he wasn't asking again. He goes, I'm saying it for the benefit of yeah, the people. Right. Ooh, good one. Yeah. But then also, and two, he said, because uh -huh. he, when he was telling the disciples earlier, he said, um, he's not dead, he's asleep. Or, or he's asleep, and they thought he's asleep. But then he said, no, asleep means dead. So he already knew... You know, it's kind of like he probably prayed, like you said, in a secret place before he got there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Amen? Yeah. And then, uh, you always hear me. So, I like that, because it says, um, if, you, if you know that the Father, if you know me, you know the Father. The Father's in me, and I'm in the Father, right? So now, it's like Jesus is in us. So we have access to the Father in the name of Jesus. And when we pray, where are you going with this, Anna? And when you pray, you just thank Him that He's hearing what we're saying when we pray. You're asking the Father. Yeah. For, you know, you're making a request in Jesus' yeah. name. And when you're, you know, you got to pre-soak it in asking prayer and waiting on God. And then you get an anointing or you get an answer. You get the love of God. So when you're in front of the problem, you can. It's all, all the work is done. All you have to do is prophesy to it. In Jesus' name, rise up and walk. In Jesus' name. But you know, he he gives them thanks. Thank you, thank you for hearing me. But you always hear you me. You always hear me. You know, so it's like I think I think what. I think Frederick Price was kind of bringing this point up. It's like, well, you know, you're asking for something. You know, it's answered. If if you think God gave you a different vehicle and you asked for this, it wasn't from God. He didn't answer that one. You know, it, it's... Um, you know, one of the things, you know, that you just opened up a big can of worms there because okay. it's, uh, you're talking about specifics color yeah. mm -hmm. so forth and mm -hmm. you know you're asking and it has to be specific almost like a computer request the computer needs to know i said lord i want i want to plant a palm tree in front of my thing and then the lord says what kind of palm trees we gotta 
3,000 different kinds of palm trees. you got to be specific. You can be specific what kind of palm tree you want. I, re I remember praying. The Lord just brought it to my attention. I remember praying for a metal part that clips onto uh, to a desk because some customers, lovely people, had given me a lamp, but it didn't have the holder that goes to the business desk. Mm -hmm. I specifically prayed for that, and God answered me specifically within three days. Mm -hmm. It fell out of the closet right in front of me. And then I picked it up, and I said, thank you, God, went, and I screwed it on my desk, a real estate desk, and I put the lamp and turned it on. And it was one of, like, that brown lamp that has it was one of those lamps that you can stretch, the brown one, like a... So, you know, through trial and error, we're learning to pray for specifics. Mm, amen. Specifics, you know, and... Uh, um, and sometimes we have to pray, ask God for what's God's will in the situation so we can pray for specifics. And a lot of times he said he answered us through prayer. So many times we had asked God for a vehicle and he has given us dreams and visions of specific vehicles. Mm -hmm. Usually they're silver, SUVs, or a hot red sports car, or a giant uh, Hummer, blue, business-like really good specific he gives us enough specifics yeah. for us hey i'm giving you a hint yeah you, you know the one real vision that i had a few few years ago and i wish i would have wrote this down i might have wrote, wrote it down somewhere i think i did um is that i saw a house in this vision and it was a big white house and when we went to look at it today it's that shape that and it was white. It's interesting. We were walking the day before, and we, we noticed all the cone-shaped uh -huh. houses. Uh -huh. And I didn't realize so much that this house is cone-shaped like that, too. It's yeah. got the, 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 the rooftop, like, for snow country, you know, where the snow will slide off really easy. Yeah, but I mean, it's but like... Not, but, you know, there again, the house, God showed me that house. Now he's given us the address. Now it's our job to ask God specifically, 409 Sierra Madre, you know, with all the fruit trees, with the space we need, the garage, the parking spaces, the pool, the fireplace, the character in the house, mm -hmm. you know, and we ask him to specifically give it to us as our home. Lord, we ask this for this home that I just described to you in Jesus' name. There, I wrote, I wrote the request down and I signed it in Jesus' name. Lord, that this, this will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, um, so anyways, that we, we have to remember that. You know, um, you know, one of the things we have, to, we, you know, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, 23, right in there, um, it says that whenever you pray, that whatsoever you pray, that what you desire, believe that you receive. So, you know, we can we pray, but then, you know, it, it, doubt and unbelief. You know, it's not going to come to pass if you pray and then cast it with doubt and unbelief. You have to do what, you know, Frederick Price taught us. I believe That's I receive my Lexus. LS 460. I believe that, 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 all my needs are being met. I believe I receive my healing. You, you know, but you always know he's already answered. So how does faith come? 
by knowing where the so when we're praying we have to have faith yes. not not knowledge head knowledge that this is the way right. it's doing it that it's not a blueprint but it's it's coming from the heart and we're releasing faith in our prayers so the only way um to establish that is to get deep into the scripture go over the promises mm -hmm. and then we formulate and make our requests in a valid faithful intelligent way and fred, fred price says to start where your faith is yeah. okay so i want you to pray for a specific thing and, and and then when you feel like you let go of faith then you start praising him and thanking him like we've been praying what what have we been praying for lord we pray for a burr coffee maker what was the name of that that company that that you saw on the internet that had the, the coffee grounds on top it was uh, a kitchenware or something like that uh, anyway it's specifically and the color I like specifically and the color City lights, uh, kitchenware. KitchenAid. Yeah, KitchenAid was the one the other day I saw. Yeah, we saw we saw that, that all the beans go on top and it grinds it in different things and. Yeah. So, there, that's you no. Know, so what we're talking about specifics and small things, we pray for, so we can strengthen our faith. And then he asks us to specifically pray for money coming in over and above our normal income so we can get a car payment Amen. specifically or maybe not even a car payment but you know so Fred Price started with 155 a month and then he went up and then he started buying cars by cash and then he prayed for a Rolls Royce and someone gave it to him All things are possible. Okay, Amen. we'll go ahead and read the last uh, two things there. Okay, Psalm 117, one verse 2. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people of the earth, for he loves us with unfailing love. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Amen. Proverbs 15, 22-23 says, Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. 2023 20, says everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Amen. It's wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you today, the ninth, the 20th. We thank you for your word. Lord, it is like Heavenly Father, we thank you today, the nine, the twentieth. We thank you for your word, Lord. It is a guidance to our heart, Lord. And thank you for Proverbs twenty in the message. And then I'm going to read it in the easy to read version, and then I'm going to read it in the uh, New King James. And then after that, I'm going to read in the New King James, Psalm 20, 50, 80, uh, 110, and uh, 
140, respectively. Okay, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. Wine makes you mean. Beer makes you quarrelsome. A staggering drunk is not much fun. Quick-tempered leaders are like mad dogs. Cross them and they bite your head off. It's a mark of good character to avert quarrels. But fools love to pick fights. A farmer too lazy to plant in the spring has nothing to harvest in the fall. Knowing what is right is like deep water in the heart. A wise person draws from the well within. Lots of people claim to be loyal and loving. But where on earth can you find one? God-loyal people living honest lives make it much easier for their children. Leaders who know their business and care keep a sharp eye for the shoddy and cheap. For who among us can be trusted to be always diligent and honest? Verse 10. Switching price tags and padding the expense account are two things God hates. Young people eventually reveal by their actions if their motors are on the up and up. Ears that hear and eyes that see, we get our basic equipment from God. Don't be too fond to sleep. You'll end up in the poorhouse. Wake up, get up, then there be food on the table. The shopper says, that's junk, I'll take it off your hands, then goes out boasting of the bargain. Drinking from the beautiful chalice of knowledge is better than adorning oneself with gold and rare gems. Hold tight to collateral to any loan to a stranger. Beware of accepting what a transit has pawned. Stolen bread tastes sweet, but soon your mouth is full of gravel. Form your purpose by asking for counsel, then carry it out using all the help you can get. Form your purpose by asking for counsel, then carry it out using all the help you can get. Gossips can't keep secrets, so never confide in blabbermouths. Anyone who curses father and mother extinguishes light and exits benighted. A bonanza in the beginning is no guarantee of blessing in the end. Don't ever say, I'll get you for that. Wait for God. He'll settle the score. Hallelujah. God hates cheating in the marketplace. Rigid scales are an outrage. The very steps we take come from God. Otherwise, how will we know where we're going? The very steps we take come from God. Otherwise, how would we know where we're going? Verse 25. An impulse ball is a trap. Later, you'll wish you could get out of it. Like carbine. After careful scrutiny, a wise leader makes a clean sweep of rebels and dots, dolts. God is in charge of human life, watching and examining us inside and out. Hallelujah. 
Love and truth form a good leader. Sound leadership is found on loving integrity. You may be admired for vigor, but gray hair gives prestige to old age. And verse 30, a good thrashing purges evil. Punishment goes deep within us. Amen. All right, now we'll go to the easy to read version. Verse 1. Wine and beer make people lose control. They get loud and stumble around, and that is a foolish thing. An angry king is like a roaring lion. If you make him angry, you could lose your life. People who refuse to argue deserve respect. Any fool can start an argument. Some people are too lazy to plant seeds, so at harvest time they look for food <clears throat> and find nothing. Verse 5, getting information from someone can be like getting water from a deep well. If you are smart, you will draw it out. You might call many people your friends, but it is hard to find someone who can really be trusted. When people live good, honest lives, their children are blessed. When the king sits and judges people, he must look carefully to separate the evil from the good. Can anyone say their heart is pure? Who can say, I am free from sin? 10. The Lord hates for people to use the wrong weights and measures to cheat others. Even children show they are like what they are like by the things they do. You can see if their actions are pure and right. It was the Lord who gave us eyes for seeing and ears for hearing. If you love sleep, you will become poor. Use your time working and you will have plenty to eat. When buying something, people always say, it's no good. It costs too much. Then they go away and tell others what a good deal they got. The right knowledge can bring you gold, pearls, and other expensive things. If someone promises to pay the debt of a stranger, get a coat or something from him to keep it until the debt is paid. It may seem to be a good thing to get something by cheating, but in the end, it will be worth nothing. Verse 18, get good advice when you make your plans. Before you start a war, find good advisors. You cannot trust someone who will talk about things told in private. So don't be friends with someone who talks too much. <laughs> Reminds you of somebody, honey? Oh, is it recording? <laughs> I'm recording, honey. Oh, I'm right. not <laughs> Verse 20, Proverbs 20, 20. Those who will curse their fathers or mothers are like a lamp that goes out on the darkness night. If your wealth was easy to get, it will not be worth much to you. Don't ever say, I'll pay them back for what they did to me. Wait for the Lord. He will make things right. The Lord hates for people to use the wrong weights to cheat others. It is wrong to use scales that are not accurate. 
The Lord guides our steps, and we never know where He will lead us. Beautiful. Verse 25, think carefully before you promise to give something to God. Later you might wish you had not made that promise. Like a farmer who separates wheat from the shaft, a wise king will decide who is wrong and crush them. Your spirit is like a lamp to the Lord. He is able to see into your deepest parts. A king who is loyal and true will keep his power. Loyalty will keep his kingdom strong. We admired a young man for his strength, but we respect an old man for his gray hair. Verse 30, a beating can remove evil and make you completely clean. All right, now we go to the New Living, excuse me, New King James Version. Verse 1, Proverbs 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it, it is not wise. The wrath of a king is like a roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sings against his own life. It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The righteous man walked in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from sin? Verse 10, divers weights and divers measures, they are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Even a child is known by his deeds whether what he does is pure and right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will be satisfied with bread. It is good for nothing, cries the buyer, but when he has gone his way, then he boasts. Verse 15. There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth will be filled with gravel. Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel, wage war. He who goes about as a tale bearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate one who flatters with his lip. Verse 20. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. Verse 21. 
an inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. Diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord, and dishonest scales are not good. A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? It is a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy and afterwards to reconsider his vows. A wise king sifts out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and by loving kindness he upholds his throne. The glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their great hair. Head. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil. Verse 30. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil, and do stripes as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. Amen. We're going to add NIV. I think the Holy Spirit wants us to do the NIV. Verse 1, Proverbs 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker, and beer a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. A king's wrath strikes terror like the roar of a lion. Those who anger him forfeit their lives. It is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Sluggers do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. Verse 5, the purpose of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws him up. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters. But one who has insight draws him out. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. The righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are their children after them. When a king sits on his throne to judge, he winnows out all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have kept my heart pure? I am clean without sin. Verse 10. Deferring weights... Deferring measures, the Lord detests them both. Even small children are known by their actions, so is their conduct really pure and right? Upright? Ears that hear and eyes that see, the Lord has made them both. Do not love sleep or you will grow poor. Stay awake and you will have food to spare. It's no good, it's no good, says the buyer, then goes off and boasts about the purchase. 15, verse 15, gold there is, and rubies in abundance, but the lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. Take the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger, hold it a pledge if it, it is done for an outsider, outsider. Food gained by fraud tastes sweet, but one ends up with a mouthful of gravel. Plans are established by seeking advice. So if you wage war, obtain guidance. A gossip betrays a confidence. 
So avoid anyone who talks too much. Verse 20. If someone curses their father or mother, their lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. An inheritance claimed too soon will not be blessed at the end. Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. The Lord detests deferring weights and this honest scales do not please him. A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? Beautiful. Verse 25. It is a trap to, de to de dedicate something rationally and only later to consider one's balls. A wise king winnows out the wicked and he drives the treasure wheel over them. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. Love and faithfulness keeps a king safe. Through love, his throne is made secure. The glory of young men is their strength, gray hair, the splendor of the old. Verse 30. Blows and wounds scrub away evil. And beatings purge the inmost being. Amen. Okay, now we go to one of my favorite psalms. Psalms 20. Verse 1. Yes. Would you like to read a little bit? Sure. Okay. There you go. A lot. Okay. Um, the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the king answer us when we call. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We go to verse 15. Psalm 15. Ooh, we like this one too. The mighty one, God, the Lord. He has, spoke, uh, has spoken and called the earth. From the rising of the sun to its going down. Out of Zion, the perfect perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him. And it shall be very tempting all around him he shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people gather my saints together to me those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice let the heavens declare his righteousness for God himself a judge hear O my people and I will speak O Israel and I will testify against you 
I am God, your God. I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your house nor goats out of your foals. For every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen to that. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine in all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. But to the wicked God says, What right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth? seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind you. When you saw a thief, you consented with him and have been a partaker with adulterers. You give your mouth to evil and your tongues frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done and I have kept silent. You thought that I was altogether like you, but I will rebuke you and set in order before your eyes. Now consider this, you who forgot God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there will be none to deliver. Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Amen. Good stuff, Lord. Thank you. Okay, Psalm 80, please. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manash. Stir up your strength and come and save us. Restore us, O God. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. O Lord of God of hosts, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in great measure. You have made a strife to our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. You have brought a vine out of Egypt. You have cast out the nations and planted it. You prepared room for it and caused it to take deep root and it filled the land. The hills were covered with its shadow and the mighty cedars with its bows. She sent out her bows to the sea and her branches to the river. Why have you broken down her hedges so that all who pass by the way pluck her fruit? The boar out of the woods uproots it and the wild beast of the field devours it. Return, we beseech you, O God of hosts. Look down from the heaven and see and visit this vine and the vineyard which your right hand has planted and the branch that you made strong for yourself. It is burned with fire. It is cut down. They perish at the rebuke of your countenance. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of man whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn back from you. Revive us and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O God of hosts. 
cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. Amen. Psalm 110, please. When, how about 120? 110. Oh. Follow directions. I like this one too. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. In the beauties of holiness from the womb in the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. Amen. Okay, one more please. Psalm 140. Okay. Thank you. Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plan things in their hearts. They continually gather together for war. They sharpen their tongues like a serpent. The poison, the poison of asps is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have purposed to make my steps stumble. The proud have hidden a snare for me in cords. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set traps for me. I said to the Lord, You are my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. Do not grant, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further his wicked scheme, lest they be exalted. As for the head of those who surround me, let the evil of their lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into, the, into deep pits that they rise not up again. Let not a slanderer be established in the earth. Let evil hunt the violent man to overthrow him. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and justice for the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.